This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Let's give the listeners some top tips on, on how to effectively sure. negotiate. They may not be negotiating $500 million plus contracts and, or, or dealing with GMs or professional athletes, but at every day, on, every, on any given day in business, in life, you're negotiating something. So I'd love to hear from the master on, on, on how to negotiate effectively. <laughs> Well, I think is the first thing to realize is a negotiator, you're a facilitator. You're facilitating a solution. Really negotiating is problem solving, right? And when I say problem, and I don't even like the word problem. I don't like to speak in negatives. It's, it's creating solution. So in order to create solution, the first thing, again, realize you're the facilitator. Second thing, understand both sides. So in that chief situation, the reason we started in January of 19 was let me understand your cap. Let me understand this future. And then we were able to chart out five years in advance. Then from there, we were able to understand that roster. We were able to stand, understand the talent. We were able to understand the nucleus of what was needed. Again, this was about a DNA of a dynasty and a great contract, record-breaking deal. But the DNA of the dynasty was always woven in there. And in saying that, there was there were no pennies left off the table. You know, we got the max value for sure, but it was just understanding the future. So we would you know talk to Patrick consistently about his goals, his objectives, his values. Talk to the Chiefs about what they could do, what they couldn't do, where they had restrictions, where they don't. You mentioned at the outset of this about some of the leadership roles that I provide in running our company, understanding our finances, understanding budgets. There are times where I have more flexibility. There are times where I have less. So I understand that from that perspective. Once we were able to get to a situation where we had clear defined roles of in order to meet the solution and create the solution, we know that the chiefs are here as far as what they can and can't do. We know that we're here as far as what we like from Patrick's side. The good news is there was a bridge there that, and I, and I think that's really relates to the third prong of build a bridge. When you know that where the two sides are, you can connect the two sides and you need to go through everything you can go through in order to build that bridge. Look at different scenarios, be creative, be thoughtful, research. I went through every contract of the last 20 years in doing that. Um, and I would talk sometimes to some of the cap people that did some of those deals why they created an option, why they put an option bonus in a certain deal or here or there. Uh, talk with the union, understood union perspective on different things. So if, if you can realize you're a facilitator, realize it's not about you. If you can realize that your goal is to create solutions and learn from both sides, and then at that point you can be creative building a bridge which requires diligence, which requires study, which requires time, which requires coming up with a plan, You'll, you'll be really successful. You're negotiating in Patrick's deal alone. I mean, there were probably five to eight scenarios that we ran five to eight different models. And obviously, ultimately it was two that we spent the most time with in different versions of, but we were, we were building bridges and we had a, a number of different architectural designs of those bridges. Ultimately, like I said, settle on two models and went from there. So facilitate, create some, <laughs> create solutions, build bridges. 
But at, at some point, there has to be a walk away point, right? Like this is our bottom line. We can't we can't go we can't go any further. Both sides kind of have to know what that is going into it. But it's always a risky move to be like, no, this is it, final offer, take it or leave it. Otherwise, we're shopping around. How is that risk calculated, and how are those decisions made on when it's like this is it? We're prepared to walk on this. I think going into that scenario of the deal, I mentioned we had about eight different bridges, right? And in those bridges, one of them was do nothing. Just do nothing. Play out the contract, play out the tags if we need to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We knew what that looked like. And obviously that would be one version of a quote unquote walk away. So because we were so diligent and prepared in the different scenarios, it never got to the point of heat or frustration or anything like that. It was just, we had to go down different scenarios. And the fact that we were so open and honest and in great communication with the chiefs from the beginning, you know, we knew, we, we knew where we would go. We knew where we couldn't go. I think when you get to a point where, and this is just my two cents, this is just my opinion. I think in negotiating or deal-making or creating solutions, and you get to a point where two people say, you know, heated, upset, frustrated, we can't do it, we have to walk away. I think that's come from a lack of communication. I think it's come from a lack of preparation. Because if you have those scenarios figured out in advance, you'll know how to shape things. I mean, one thing, and I'm just, again, speaking from my own opinions, but the cap next year in the NFL is going to go down with obviously everything COVID-related more than likely what will have to happen is in order to, the cap will be flat from this year and then would borrow from future years of increase in the cap. So that there aren't waves, it's flat and then, you know, gradual incline. I think in, for anyone right now that are negotiating deals in this environment, you have to have the conversations with these teams and take advantage of the times to say, okay, if the cap stays flat next year, how does this impact the deal? If the cap goes down, how does this impact the deal? If the cap magically goes up, how does this impact the deal? And then look at degrees of decrease, increase, things like that. If you do that, you're prepared for any situation. And that you, would flow into your negotiating. How do you weigh that versus, you know, you sometimes as an agent who's experienced all this, right? Like, so here's a perfect example. Many people listening could have multiple clients. And because they have multiple clients, they experience different deals and they understand the macroeconomics of things. But when you're that one client, you only look at, at the singular, right? You only know your own world. So what happens when the agent and the player disagree, right? When you're like, I think, Jim, I think this is the best deal. I think you should take it. And Jim's like, absolutely not. I don't want this deal. I, I, I think there's better on the table. But you know, from all your skills and all, and all your experiences, this is the best offer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some examples of that again, though. And I know I'm a broken record. I think you have to go back to early communications and you have to go back to early preparation. And if you've had those conversations with the client, you know how to manage the expectations, you know how to manage that situation. I don't think you should ever allow someone to get into that point. Here's what I will say. If a player or anybody is being offered something that's undervalued, 
Well, then that's just a non-starter from the, I think it's your job to make sure that team, that buyer and that employer knows that this is where you want to be. You know, this is where you want to be. And maybe you can get there, but change the structure to get there. Or maybe you come in a little bit under or whatever, but I think you really need to communicate that from the get go, because if that's where you're at and they're nowhere near, then it just makes sense to follow a different plan, right? Go over a different bridge. Um, I, I think as agents, our, it's our job to help people make informed decisions and making informed decisions about knowing both sides of the coins, the high, the low, the pros, the cons, the ups, the downs, et cetera. If you can do that and you put people in that situation, then you're going to have good conversations. I do recall one time years ago in a veteran negotiation it came down to two scenarios and I thought that the client was making, was being, was guiding himself by emotions, not by business. And I ultimately had said to him and his family, I understand why you're emotional about this, but I think you need to sit and think about it because I can't let you make that mistake. I can't let you make that mistake. And ultimately Cooler has prevailed in time, not cooler heads between us, but the emotions settled down. When the emotions settled down, ultimately he said, I see why you say this now. And he came to make a decision I thought was a good decision as opposed to one I thought was a poor decision. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.